0: Welcome to Coach's Corner. So because I'm on maternity leave, we wanted to mix it up on the weekend for you. All the Wednesday episodes are fresh coaching calls. I pre-recorded before I had the baby. And this episode that you're going to hear is an old coaching call that I did several years ago that was one of the crowd's favorites. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, maybe it's a good time to re-listen to it. We can always learn more when we re-listen to something as well. So I hope you enjoy this coaching episode. And I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, Organifi. You can get 20% off all your Organifi products at Organifi.com slash over it using promo code over it. I love their Organifi green juice. It's an incredible superfood blend, rich in micronutrients. Moringa, known as nature's most powerful multivitamin, is rich in vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and aminos. And Moringa is in the green juice. It contains a nine times the protein of yogurt. 10 times the vitamin A's carrots, 15 times the potassium of bananas, 17 times the calcium of milk, 12 times the vitamin C of oranges, 25 times the iron of spinach. So the body needs both macro and micronutrients for optimal health. We all understand the importance of macronutrients, protein, fat, carbohydrates, and these make up the majority of our diet, but often the micronutrients are neglected. The micronutrients, which include the vitamins and minerals that are in Organifi Green, and a lot of their other things like their red juice work behind the scenes to help keep our bodies healthy. So if you want a healthy and easy way to get your greens in, to get your micronutrients in, go to Organifi.com overit over it and get 20% off your order today. This is episode 128, Manning Up and Breaking Free of Being a Rescuer with William. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm still over here in Australia having a fantastic time. And speaking of fantastic, got a really great episode for you today. I think you're going to enjoy it. And definitely make sure to listen to my breakdown after the show. I go into quite an extensive breakdown and talk a lot about masculinity and masculine feminine dynamics. So don't miss out on that. So today's call is yet another example of being totally surprised as to the direction the call went. Uh, So many of you write in and you're like, wow, I'm really surprised with the way that one went or where you took that And, and literally so am I most of the time. So William called in for some career advice, yet I kept feeling like there was something deeper I needed to talk to him about that didn't really directly have to do with his business but would be everything when it came to his success at work and truly stepping into his potential in all aspects of his life. So for those of you who relate to being in the savior role, for women, it can look like caretaking and for men, it can look like rescuing. If you didn't listen to episode 127, when I coached Alice on the savior archetype, you may want to go back and check that episode out as well, because there are some parallels in these two episodes. As you're listening to this call, consider, are you in a career transition into something that feels like it's a deeper calling for you? Have you healed a lot of aspects from your childhood, but still feel a bit stuck and can't seem to get to the bottom of it? Can you relate to being a bit of a savior? And for the men out there, how do you feel about being a man? What do you think your role as a man should be? What do you think your role with women should be? And for the women out there, how do you really want men to show up in your life? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with William. William, welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: Yes, I just have uh, my question is regarding... I'm transitioning from a career in law enforcement and, uh, just had a recent, uh, breakup as I, you know, moved into my medical retirement and everything that I was going through. And I'm wanting to move into life coaching and pretty much transition to like a whole new kind of chapter in my life. And Mm -hmm. just trying to find more clarity around that. And then, uh, you know, look at the patterns that have like led me to where I'm at as far as, you know, my past relationships and stuff like that and how they can you know, affect that change and transition and uh, put it all together to make it where I can, you know, give value as a coach and then also find the relationship that I'm seeking and, you know, that kind of uh, fulfillment in life.
0: So what made you go into law enforcement?
1: Actually, I, I, it was just my dream. Uh, since I was a little kid, I, I never wanted to do anything else. I just, I always dreamed to be a police officer. And, uh, there was, a, I, I grew up with a lot of domestic violence and mm-hmm. a lot of like drug and alcohol abuse by my parents. Mm-hmm. And the, when the officers arrived, it was always like, it was such a big, you know, safety. Like, it was huge. Mm-hmm. They were like angels, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was just my dream. I, you know, it was the, you know, and it was the opposite of what my dad was. He, you know, he was arrested for dealing drugs and different things in his mm-hmm. life and it just, I always felt led to like be the absolute opposite of him, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. makes perfect sense. And what's making you want to leave law enforcement?
1: Well, I actually got uh, medically retired. I was injured. Um, I injured my lower back and then I also was diagnosed with PTSD. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty like, you know, violent, uh, dark, you know, career uh, for me at least. And uh, so it kind of all came together at the right time, I think. Uh, as life usually works out and just kind of led me away from the career and, uh, put me where I'm at now where I'm medically retired and I have an income now for the rest of my life. And now it just seems like what I do from here on out is so important. And I want to really like make sure I'm stepping into uh, a purpose that's going to allow me to serve and just really give as much value as I possibly can.
0: And I, I love that. And I commend you for that. But first you have to heal. So yeah. the PTSD, it was it just from your job or do you yeah. think that stems back to growing up? Yeah, it was
1: definitely growing up and my job. Uh I think the job kind of magnified, you know, a lot of the stuff prior. Sure. And so it was amazing. I, I've been, you know, when I, I was in an officer-involved shooting and the last thing you want to do as an officer is go talk to a psychologist. And, uh, she turned out to be like a, like a guardian angel in disguise you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but I've been seeing her for the last four years. And I just, I feel like, and at this point in my life, I feel like I've had an amazing amount of healing. I'm just, I'm at a point where I'm just so grateful and so happy. And I feel completely whole as Beautiful. far as a lot of the traumas that I had, you know, a big trauma was my father, like the issues with my father. And, uh, he passed away in 2014 from lung cancer. And I know that's usually like very traumatic, but it was like the most amazing experience for me is just being a son. And there was so much healing in it for me. You know, I was able to hold his hand through every moment of it and, you know, be there for him.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And do you feel like you got closure with him through that process? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, I feel it's amazing because I feel like he's, yeah, I was able to connect with him. And those were like the two closest, like best days of my life as far as my relationship with him. And now it just feels like he's impacting my life from here on out in the most positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, when I took cook dinner for my daughter, I just feel like, like he's standing over me kind of smiling, like really proud of me. I just I feel very like complete with that as far as that relationship. And just it's really amazing that the way it played out, I feel really blessed.
0: Okay. So if I'm hearing you accurately, you really feel like you've done the healing work and now you're ready to be in service. Absolutely. Okay. So before we go into that, I just want to tie back to you. So you have a daughter.
1: Yes, she's 10.
0: She's 10. And where's mom?
1: We actually never got married. We split up pretty soon after she was born. I became an officer and a dad kind of at the same time. And uh, we split like right away. So mom's still in her life. We have 50-50 custody. We get along great. Um, her mom's remarried. And I mean, fantastic relationship. Everything's great. So mom's still in her life and everything's good there.
0: Okay. And you mentioned earlier relationship patterns. So what relationship patterns are you aware of that you're playing out?
1: Um, A lot of codependency based on, you know, childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I think like my biggest thing that I was really – like that came up for me was I've always looked at like women as like I wanted to be the savior for women, mm-hmm. you know, almost uh, I wanted to play that role, I guess. So I always felt like I've seeked out like like sought out women that
0: you could say like
1: w- were very beautiful and amazing, mm-hmm. but didn't see it in themselves or were like maybe not broken, but just like, you know, had low self-esteem or whatever it was. And so I've tried to like really just pour my heart on into them, like love them so much that they can't help but love themselves as well. Right. You know, just because I'm loving them so much. And then I caught myself like, wait a minute. Like that's a completely, you know, my intentions are good, but that's a completely wrong way of going about it. For one, like women are absolutely amazing and powerful and beautiful and wonderful, regardless if they see it or not. They're, they're always that thing and they don't need me to save them. You know, it's just like, uh, I need to be a magnifying a magnifying glass of that, you know, the fantastic things that they are and not try to be their savior, if that makes
0: sense. Yes. And you also need to see the projection. Yeah. So what's the projection in this? What were you really doing by attempting to quote unquote, save these women?
1: Yeah. Maybe give myself that, that same kind of uh, love and, you know, save myself a little bit. I don't,
0: exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Exactly. And so That would probably be the thing that I would say to be aware of as you pursue a career in helping others in coaching. Yeah. Because you really don't want to come from the place of any kind of savior archetype. Yeah. Because that assumes that the person needs saving, which then assumes that they're broken in some way. Yeah. You know? So what's your question?
1: It, it almost feel, and I've been thinking about this question because it. I, I almost feel like I'm asking for permission to really like <laughs> step into this and go for it because it, it. It was almost so hard for me to the, the last relationship. I was really like I've been reading and really working on myself for the last four or five years now, and I was just so passionate about like this idea of coaching and like the way I can serve people, and you know my my girlfriend at the time was just she was more traditional, like very set in her ways of regarding you know, income and a career. And mm-hmm. she was like pushing me to do like financial planning and stuff like that. But it just never felt right.
0: There's something that's still lingering. Yeah. Do you have a sense of what it is? There's still an owie, a wound, uh, yeah. old something that's in your way.
1: Yeah. I, and I, that's, I, I went on a walk before this call just to really think about this. And I, I, It was, it was, it's just like there's this. As soon as I step, like, I, one of the things I was thinking of is as I was growing up, like the women were so important in my life. I had three sisters and a single mom because she, they ended up divorcing. And I was always bothered by my inability to really protect them when I grew up, you know, because I was a little boy. I couldn't really do much to, as far as the abuse that they were going through. And so maybe, you know, failing at like, this idea that I had to protect them. I'm like worried about, okay, if I'm supposed to provide this value and, you know, encouragement and, and, uh, like perspective, I guess, uh, for these new people I'm helping, I want to be able to make sure I provide that. You know, I just don't want to fail at providing that value for people, I guess. I don't know.
0: What do you associate with masculine? How would you define masculine?
1: That's a great question. I've actually really been studying that as well, like reading a lot of books like uh, The Way of the Superior Man and uh, The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, like I think masculine.
0: um, Well, let me let me I don't want to ask your current day self. I want to go back and ask like your 10 year old. Mm -hmm. What did he think of men?
1: Uh, they were aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, they disrespected women. They took advantage of them and hurt them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and didn't really appreciate for them for the, the value and like the greatness that they, they had in them. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't, they didn't treat them, you know, like they should be treated, I guess.
0: And how did men treat you?
1: I, I, as far as my dad, I, I just, uh, it was like, it wasn't really, I guess it was just like, because I was the, the only boy, I just felt like he kind of just, you know, took it easier on me and was a little more aggressive with the harder on the, my sisters.
0: Right. Right. So what beliefs based on what you just shared do you think you have about men in general? And don't I'm not asking you're evolved. I've read David Data, Lewis Howes self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm asking the part of you where a lot of these neural nets got formed.
1: Yeah, um, I would say. Yeah, like I, I just go back to that. Like I, I feel like I need to protect the the women because mm-hmm. the the men are being aggressive with them, or you know, taking a uh, taking advantage of them in some way. I guess.
0: Right. And how does that make you feel about being a man?
1: Hmm. I guess it's confusing because Mm -hmm. uh, I've always felt like a deep passion and like a like a an absolute like just, you know, connection to as far like a respect for women, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, I was blessed with a daughter as well. And, you know, as soon as she came into this world, it's just truly amazing, like how fantastic she is. And I just feel like, uh, as a man, it's like my, you know, like I go back to that. It's like my duty to, uh, you know, be of service and kind of, uh, protect her, protect them somewhat.
0: And how have you been treated by women?
1: Um, I think in some ways I felt like appreciated for like, you know, they're like really shocked by like, Oh wow. Like you're really nice. You're really kind. You're really caring. And then other times it feels like, it's like almost taken, taken advantage of. Yeah. So I think that's come up a few times and, and, you know, I I think that kind of goes with the territory of that Mr. Nice guy kind of syndrome. Yep. That's what happens. Of course.
0: Yep. So here's what I'm getting. My sense is you're a little afraid of your power.
1: Yeah. I think that also comes from uh, law enforcement as well. I think I got really scared of how dark that got.
0: Yep. Yep. That
1: makes, that makes a lot of sense. Wow.
0: Yep. You're a little scared of your power. You're a little unsure of what it means to be a man because you didn't have great role models. And so yeah. of, sort of, you've taken on this uh, identity of being the the savior, the protector of women. Yeah. But in that, you've disempowered yourself as a man. Yeah. Because like you said, sometimes you've allowed yourself to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And so from my point of view, in pursuing this new um, career as a coach or to be of service in some way, there's some, some inner work to do around really healing the divine masculine inside of you. Yes. And knowing that you can be powerful as a man without being aggressive. Yeah. That you can be powerful as a man without being hurtful and that you, your job here is not to quote unquote, protect women or save women, but it's to respect and honor and cherish them.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've actually, I have like a coach around, like he's a dating coach Mm -hmm. because I wanted to dig a little deeper with that part of it as far as like my interaction with women. Mm-hmm. And I really dug out that I think I seek out like connection more than anything. It's like so valuable and it is the best way to really like value and respect women is by developing a connection and really like, you know, digging into that and really like enjoying that.
0: Right. But you also want to be a man. You exactly. don't want to go so far into your feminine that you end up getting emasculated. Yes. Because I'm detecting a little bit of a pleaser in you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And after a while, that can create resentment. So right now you're on one spectrum of like, I just want to please and save and women are amazing. But after years of that, it could go to, wow, like I feel really disrespected and taken advantage of. Absolutely. And so it could shift that. So to me, it seems like there's some, some healing to do around what you think being a man means and the kind of man you're sort of forcing yourself to be. And, and is that really the kind of man you want to be? Yes. And how do you break these patterns of pleasing and saving and all these kinds of things before you get into a service business because yeah. you know William we need more men who are in the masculine's gotten a bad rap lately they've gotten a yeah. really bad rap and everyone's like oh the masculine paradigm has ruled the world for thousands and thousands of years and it's it hasn't been the masculine paradigm it's been the shadow masculine yeah it hasn't been the light and so we need more men like you to really step into that masculinity. And, you know, as women, we don't need to be saved, right? We need to be honored, cherished, and met, but we also need to feel safe and held in the divine masculine. But if, if you're, you know, engaging in pleasing and saving, then that doesn't give women the experience of like true divine masculine. Yeah. Is this making sense to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the biggest things I was thinking is, you know, I don't take away, you know, the the woman's opportunity to step into who she truly is by trying to please and save and do all that. It's right. like allow her to really step in and, and just embrace who she is and be a magnifying glass of that instead of, you know, and, and it's the same thing when I think about my daughter, it's, you know, I can't protect her from everything that's going to happen in life. I can only prepare her and do the best I can and and be an example of what a good man is. Right. Then she's going to go out and, you know, that's her journey.
0: But I want you to stop looking at yourself as a man through the eyes of women for a second. Hmm. Can you stand up? Yeah. So stand up. And I really just want you to close your eyes. And stand, you know, kind of in a power position, you know, with your feet spread a little wide and, and peacock a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just want you to feel into your power as a man. And tell me what you feel.
1: Strong and confident.
0: Mm-hmm. What else? Brave. Brave. Mm-hmm. What was the last one? Courageous. Courageous, yep.
1: Open. Mhm. Excited? Mhm. Feel like I want to laugh.
0: <laughs> yep. Happy? Mhm. Do you feel any drive or motivation?
1: Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like I, I really want to like move forward and, mm-hmm. and, you know, accomplish and, mm-hmm. you know, overcome and
0: mm-hmm. what
1: else I I just feel like, uh, very, very pulled to like purpose, you know, like mm. I want to, move, I want to, I want to move to like, you know, impact. I want yeah. I want to make impact.
0: You want to get things done.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Mhm. Beautiful. And do you see how this feels very different than being a superhero savior? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How does it feel different?
1: I, I don't feel like the weight of, you know, trying to take care of everyone else and exactly. trying to save them. I feel more like I can I feel a little bit more free to move forward.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And from this space, how much more able are you to hold a container, like to hold a safe space for someone to save themselves?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It feels I feel very accepting, like uh like I could just hold on to this and just hold this space absolutely.
0: Right. Yeah. And see how you feel confident because you're tapped into your power as a man. You're not feeling confident because you're saving someone. Yeah. And yeah, do you very, s- I feel
1: very solid. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And do you see how in the past you were a little bit like the savior in you was a little bit needy? Like you needed someone to save to feel purposeful.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, to feel that's powerful. That's yeah. Needy is very, yeah, it's absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. My coach, Steve Chandler, used to say to me, needy is creepy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right,
0: And that's yeah. that's not the masculine. The masculine is not needy. Neither is the feminine in in the light. No. Right. And so as you're stepping into this career and as you're stepping into being in service, that space you were just in when you were standing up, that's your come from.
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Not the, I'm going to make it right for all women. I'm going to save, I'm going to protect.
1: <laughs> that's that's a male ego speaking at its best. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, that's someone that's been looking for an identity.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I think that was one of the hardest things with the, uh, retirement as far as, you know, I was, I mean, I, I went through, I started the process of retiring at 28, you know, cause I started really young in law enforcement and it like really shook me a lot as far as identity. Cause I'm like, I was a cop. That's all I've ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: identity is very important, I think.
0: Well, actually what I heard you say is you wanted to be an angel, yeah. not a cop. He yes. said the same. He said the same thing wow. about your psychologist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow.
0: So, do guardian angels rescue and save?
1: Uh, wow, well, no,
0: no. Do you know guardian angels? They they help us when we ask. Yeah, they're not enablers.
1: No, not at all. Uh, that's really great.
0: And oftentimes, it's the angels that show us our own tools. Yeah. So yeah, go be go be an angel, but not from the place of rest, not like from going in to save. Yeah. But for really reflecting someone else's light back to them, empowering them, giving them the tools, holding that safe container for people to find their way. And you can do that by being in your power as a man. Don't be afraid of your power as a man.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Use it and trust yourself because I think that you saw men abuse power way too much.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so it kind of mm, had you back off from your own masculinity a bit. Yeah, I believe that. And I just want to encourage you to reconnect to your own masculinity and your own power and know that the true power of the masculine when it comes from love and truth and when it comes from someone who's done work on themselves like you is incredibly safe and healing, even if it's strong, even if at times it's forceful, even if it's focused and moving 100 miles an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's the perfect description. That's like exact description I would want of myself is, you know, forceful and moving forward, but just in in the right way and the right, the right intent.
0: Exactly. You know, you let your, your purpose, your values, your vision pull you. Absolutely. And if you can shift more and more into that and really man up and get out of the savior, get out of the rescuer and let go of this vengeance to make it right for women yeah, and just really live into your healthy power as a man, then I think the impact you will make will be incredibly transformational.
1: Wow. I absolutely believe that. That's That's really great.
0: And you'll be more successful as a coach or whatever you decide to do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I believe that.
0: Because if the pleaser and the savior is running your business, good luck with that.
1: Oh, exactly. And that's, I think maybe that's why I've been like holding back a little bit and like till I, you know, face some of these things. And that's what I'm like focused on right now is just really working on me and and just giving myself that space to, you know, allow these things to come up and, and really be aware and then accepting and just really forgiving and loving and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when that first piece, when I was like, there's still something to heal. Yeah. It's that, the wound you have around men and the masculine Absolutely. and how you were wounded by the masculine and the limiting yeah. beliefs that you had and and the vows you made of, I will never be that kind of man.
1: Exactly. And how exactly. you've
0: kind of gone to the other extreme and now it's about bringing it into balance.
1: Yeah. That makes absolute sense. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. What'd you learn? I really feel like that's
1: like there was that missing piece. And I, I feel like I've always known I've had that, uh, you know, that maybe that revenge, like you said. And I think that was some of that got healed when, when my father passed, but it's always been there, you know, cause there was other men that hurt my sisters and my mom mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. So, um, it wasn't just my dad. Yeah. So I really, wow. Yeah. And I, and I knew, I knew when I scheduled this call, you're going to find it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we found it together yeah, yeah let absolutely. let go of your anger at the masculine and really accept yeah. yourself as a man step fully into being a man
1: yeah absolutely and and i think that's that's a blessing to women as well
0: absolutely yes so. there's there's two sexes here for a reason and we both have masculine and feminine inside of us but let's <laughs> face it there there are two sexes on the planet so or absolutely. or multiple depending on how we define them right but it's exactly. like there are men there are women and people who identify as a man or woman and We need to honor that and respect that and appreciate that in each other.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. That's fantastic.
0: Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for manning up. Thank you for changing the consciousness.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate this.
0: Thank you so much, William, for bringing this conversation to the podcast. I loved this call. I love talking about masculine and feminine energy and dynamics and the characteristics and the archetype. And as I said in this episode, I feel like the masculine has gotten a bit of a bad rap. I love feminine empowerment. I'm a woman. I'm all for that. And I also have a lot of compassion for the masculine. People have said, you know, we've been in a masculine paradigm for so long and that's true, but we've been in the shadow of the masculine. You know, we've been more in the force and the control and the overpower and the suppression. I don't really think we've seen the the light of the masculine. So we don't want to make the masculine wrong just because the shadow of the masculine has been in power and suppressed a lot of the feminine for thousands and thousands of years. We want to really look to how we can heal the masculine and bring more of the healthy masculine, the light of the masculine forward. And I see a lot of men really struggling with what does masculinity mean to them, just like women struggle with what does femininity mean to us. And we all have both masculine and feminine energies inside of us. But for the most part, not not all people, but for the most part, women have more of a feminine energy. Men have more of a masculine. That's Not everyone, but I'm just talking in generalities here. So like I was saying with men, I I see polarities when they're struggling with where they fit in the masculine. I see the uber, uber forceful masculine, the more shadow of the masculine. Oh, like yesterday, I was shopping in Bondi. Because I actually have to go to a party where I have to dress up on Saturday night. And I had, I had didn't bring costumes with me to Australia. So I was looking for for something. And I walk into the store and this man is yelling at the store clerk. I don't hear the beginning of it, but it's something about a return. And his like 13-year-old daughter bought something and she should be able to return. And the store clerk shouldn't have let a 13-year-old buy a shirt and screaming at this girl, like just screaming at this poor... She's probably like, I don't know, 30 years old. And she's trying to be polite and he just is yelling and forceful and whatever. And and I'm kind of in, in the store knowing that I'm not there by accident and sending light and trying to, you know, kind of distract her and ask her for help. And finally like he leaves and she turns to me and she just starts crying and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it's like, it's like, I'm okay. I'm actually life coach. Like I'm totally used to tears. Like it's totally fine. I'm here. Can I give you a hug? And I was just like, that had nothing to do with you. Don't take that personally. That was just his his own anger, his own frustration leaking out on you. And so we see that. We see that kind of masculine, overpowering, dominating, suppressing energy that is honestly scary for a lot of people, especially women. And so a lot of men like William have seen that scary, forceful masculine and they're like, I don't want to be like that at all. So they go more into the feminine. And then what happens is that men lose a little bit of that drive or that purpose. And you kind of heard that in William. He was so committed to saving women and being good and cherishing them that he was a little out of his own power, out of his masculinity. And I can't speak for all women, but I've talked to a lot of women in heterosexual relationships who want a man who can outman them, (laughs) you know, who want a man who is in his purpose and is committed to vision and yes, has his heart open and yes, is respectful and yes, can protect and all those things, but isn't a pleaser and isn't passive. And so what I was able to speak to William about is the light of the masculine, like that you can be forceful in a not againstness way. You know, you can be forceful with your your commitments and your purpose and and creating like a safe container for the feminine to go wild in. You know, I, I don't again, I can't speak for all women, but just speaking for myself, I don't necessarily want a man to protect me from the world, but I want to feel safe in his presence. And the more committed a man is to his purpose, the more embodied he is, the more he's in healthy relationship with his masculine, the more I feel safe to be really surrendered in my feminine. And I'm curious, I'm curious um, how you guys experience this either in heterosexual, bisexual, or homosexual relationships. I'm always curious about what that dynamic for masculine and feminine energies is. Maybe I can do a coaching corner and bring some experts on about this because I think it's a deeper conversation. I'm actually going to have um, my friend Lewis Howes who William mentioned in this episode, we're just working on scheduling, but he wrote The Mask of Masculinity and I'm going to have him on the show to talk about that. Let's break down this call a bit. William talked about the domestic violence in his home. And when the officers arrived, it was like they were the angels in his word. He also said that about the therapist, that she was his angel. And one thing I didn't talk to him about in the show, and William, I hope you're listening, is projection, right? He saw the police officers as rescuing him to make him feel good. So he thought that was the way to make others feel good, right? He was kind of projecting his sense of safety and security onto these angels. So it formed the belief that other people can make us feel safe. So he's tried to be that, particularly for women. You know, he's tried to be the angel, the rescuer. And what I reminded him of is that, you know, guardian angels are not enablers, Yes, go be an angel, but not from the place of wanting to save someone, but rather from the place of bringing unconditional love and presence to any situation, to any relationship. Remember, our job is not to save people. Our job is to save ourselves, to be present with others, to be honest with others, to be loving, but not to save. The other thing I really encourage William to do is trust himself. You know, he saw men abuse power way too much. So he was a bit afraid of his own power, which is why I had him stand up and put his hands on his hips and like mm, peacock a little bit and feel his power. You know, that's, that's one of the awesome characteristics about being a man is you've got this kind of like drive and power that's just inherent with the testosterone and your stature and all of those kinds of things so so own it and know that you can use it for good and not in a way that is abusive i also encourage william if you're listening to deepen your relationship with your higher power whatever that is you know our truest source of safety is our connection to the divine the oneness the unconditional love that we all are part of and loved by And the more William and all of you listening feel that connection, the more you'll break out of the savior pattern because you won't be trying to rescue yourself through others. And you'll know it's not your job to rescue others because you are not their higher power. So William had the awareness that in wanting to save women, he was attempting to save himself. Be aware of this in any of your romantic relationships and if you're pursuing a career in helping others. Because if you are trying to save others, it assumes they are broken in some way And if you keep up with that savior archetype, you will end up really, really depleted. When I said to William that first you have to heal early in the call, I really didn't know how much work he'd done on himself, but I still felt like there was something we weren't getting to. And finally, that's when it hit me about his relationship with the masculine. And when I asked him what his younger self thought of men, his voice cracked. I don't know if you noticed that. He said they were aggressive and they took advantage. And then I asked him, how does that make you feel about being a man? He said, confusing, you know, he felt that deep connection and respect to women, but he also went to that polarity I was talking about earlier about going too far in the feminine because he didn't want to be like the men he saw. So he became Mr. Nice Guy and he got taken advantage of. I also encouraged him to stop looking at himself as a man through the eyes of women. Again, that's why I had him stand up. I wanted him in his drive and out of his savior You know, he said he felt pulled to purpose and like he could get things done. Yes. I want him to see his own masculinity through his own eyes, not the eyes of the women he's trying to save. It was really an honor to do this call and support the masculine. As a woman who feels empowered in my feminine, it's so important for me to call men forward in a way that does not emasculate them. I see way too many powerful women, successful women, try to help, quote unquote, help men by judging them, pointing out all the things they're doing wrong, offering constructive criticism, or going too far into their masculine. Ladies, how we call men forward is to really remind them of who they truly are, help them retap into their power, purpose, and strength. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. You can do this with your brother, your sons, your father, your colleagues, your friends. And men call each other forward. Stop letting your guy friends be in bad relationships where they are rescuing women or picking projects. Be a stand for them taking risks and going for their dreams and not playing small. This is such an exciting time for both men and women to come into our empowered masculine and feminine even more. And some other great authors and resources on masculine and feminine dynamic and characteristics and polarity and relationships are any of the David Data books or any of the Allison Armstrong books or resources. So some takeaways for you. Are you a rescuer? Do you relate to being a bit of a caretaker or a bit of that knight in shining armor, knight on a white horse, or whatever that expression is, going in and saving people? You know, I really encourage you to get some help with that. Get some outside advice, get an outside perspective. You know, if you're a guy, ask some of your guy friends, like how do they see you showing up in relationship? Like have people be really honest with you about like, yeah, I see you dating projects. Like if your friends say that to you, pay attention. You don't want to date projects. Definitely don't want to marry them. And then, growing up, what opinions did you form about being a man or a woman? Like, write that down. Being a man means, being a woman means. How do you think that's impacting how you're showing up today as a man or a woman? And do some writing about what the divine masculine and feminine means to you. Like, from a spiritual perspective, what is masculinity? What is femininity? From that place of unconditional love, what does that look like? And then, finally, whether you're male or female, get clear on your purpose and vision. You know, we all tend to get a little caught up in and distracted by romantic relationships, especially in the beginning when there are all those hormones flying around. And sometimes that can distract us from our own purpose or vision. So make sure that you're well balanced in your life, that yes, you're committed to your relationship or the pursuit of one, but you have a purpose outside of that as well. And it's important to give that the honor and respect that it deserves as well. So that's the show for today. As always, I love your feedback. This was a juicy one. Much love and many blessings, everyone.